Podnuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Geeksters episode 183. This is a show where we talk about all things geeky from uh, cell phones, laptops, tablets. Um, today, we're going to talk about Macs. Yes, we're going to talk about a Mac today, um, some WatchGuard, and even some Windows laptops. I think we got some Windows 10 stories as well. Uh, before we get going too far, though, I do want to um, give a shout out to Corey Fruitman and Instant House Call. Uh, remote support software. He's a, uh, he supports the PodNuts network. If you have any questions or want to try it, you can try Instant House Call for free. That's right, free as in beer. Go ahead and go over to podnuts.com. Over there, under recommended on the right hand side, there's a there's a gentleman looks something like me. Um, he's dashing uh, minus the beard. He does have glasses on though, but he's pulling his shirt apart, kind of doing the Superman thing. I think Corey kind of stole that from my uh, my Facebook page photo. Uh, check that out right there. You can get some free time. And uh, you know, thanks Corey and his team for an instant house call for uh, being a supporter of the Podnuts Network. So if you haven't heard my voice in a while, I'm a little groggly. Um, end of a cold. If I'm sniffling and sneezing, coughing a bit, you just got to bear with me. Uh, such as such as life when you work in the in the schools and you have kids. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, so, and I'll kick it over to uh, one of my co-hosts here is Mitch. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. A lot better than I guess what you're going through right now because I went through it during the holidays. I was off 11 days and half of those days I had a terrible cold. Terrible. Try to. Try to use a CPAP machi- uh, machine when you have a stuffed up sinuses. It doesn't work. No. So no. My wife kicked me out. I like for five or six days. I slept in a when the recliner in a spare room. Oh man. So no, I haven't been kicked out yet. Um, I just cough a lot. I kind of got a sore, like a sore throat started on. My sinus pressure kicked in. Kind of felt like a cold was coming on. Um, then it all just moved to my all just moved to my chest. So. See, mine was different. Mine started out, I, I first two days I woke up, I, my throat was hurting, hurting, but then throughout the day it was all right. But then the third day, my sinuses. So it never really went to my chest, just my sinuses, which was bad enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this is all just makes me just cough all day long. That's it. So my sinuses haven't been full. I don't I don't have a runny nose. I don't, you know, I don't have any of the flu symptoms, like a cold symptoms. I don't have a headache. I don't feel achy, anything like that. I just cough and cough and cough so in the mornings i get up and i take a nice hot shower and you stand in there and cough and cough and cough get out and you feel a little feel a couple pounds lighter (laughs) 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 so but yeah it's great to be back i know that we we try to get on to geeksters and have a have a consistent show but life gets in the way and the holiday then there's the holidays and oh my goodness um but i'm i'm so glad to just be here and hanging out with you again mitch so we got quite a bit of stuff to talk about today. You you worked on some computers, like I said. Um, I had some some stuff come along. Um, I had a on my air quote here for people who can't see it. I had a hack happen at one of my clients. Um, actually, two of them back to, almost back to back a week apart. The exact same thing. So I'm interested to to hear if anybody else has had that had that as well. Um, yeah. So uh, should I just dive right in? Go ahead. All right. Well, a big bonus done chiching very proud of myself was um i had a new there's a new coffee shop so I, I i manage a couple coffee shops and they had a new a new one going in and uh they they needed three separate networks technically four but um, they needed three separate networks and how was i going to do that and how was i going to separate it so they need an office network they need a conference room network they need a point of sale network and then they need just an open wireless network um so four four separate networks but three of them need actual 
LAN access, right? Um, the fourth one, they just need IP addresses. So WatchGuard, three switches, and open mesh to the rescue. Um, picked them up an M200. It has eight ports on it. We're using four, um, WAN, and then uh, actually five ports. The WAN port, which is, you know, going outside. Um, uh, just a, uh, just a, a, a network for me. I can just plug right in there, kind of have some service modules on it, you know, just for, just so I can just plug in and get an IP address. And then um, the three other networks, the office, the conference room, and the point of sale system. Um, go ahead. So they want these separated. They don't want, want each of these networks um, to be able to communicate with each other. Correct. They Correct. There's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason to because it's like I said, it's a coffee shop. So the conference room is actually not going to be a conference room for the coffee shop employees in May. Mm -hmm. But in the um, in the town that I live in downtown, there's only one other conference room for you to, to like a rent to use. Um, so they're hoping that they're going to be able to bring in um, businesses who need a conference room space and they can rent it out at this at this coffee shop. So we're going to get a flat screen TV on the wall, a computer hooked up to it, a VoIP phone, um, kind of make it a, a nice conference room. Uh, then they have their office spaces for all their employees um, and the, you know, the administrative staff will be moved from their small offices now to this bigger place. And then up front, their point of sales machines, which are um, wireless and but they have but the point of sale machines, even though they're wireless, they they interface through the cash register and the receipt printer. And those have to be wired. So they have to be on the same network. And then um, open mesh for your public wireless. Uh, so it's been good. I made each each um, you know I, out of the the my my one port will leave alone, but I made three separate networks on uh, on on the three different ports. Plugged those into each of their own individual um, switches, and then out of those switches, I have three open mesh devices um, for each of their those networks, and then out of those into a PoE injector into the wall, and then we hung up some open mesh devices within the within the the, the the offices and we're up and running. Um, I found a couple little, uh, uh, things that I had messed up on. So by default, when you have an open mesh device and actually I picked up, oh, it's back there behind me. I picked up a new one today for a client. When you have an open mesh device and you have the four SSIDs, um, the first one is automatically defined as the guest network. And then the second one is your private one. And then three and four are usually going to be private as well. Well, I went ahead and I swapped those out and I made the first one the private and the second one the guest and then started doing some other stuff. It didn't go well. It just, it didn't seem to work right. So I went back through and I swapped them again and then it worked fine. No drops, no latency, nothing. So um, I, so if you have an open mesh and I, do, and it doesn't make sense why, because you, you know, you can dig down into open mesh in another section and you tell it um, either bridge to LAN, which will allow that wireless network, you know, that SSID to pass the traffic through to get your IP addresses, not from the open mesh device, but from your local DHCP. Um, and then also, um, you know, whether or not you're going to, if somebody plugs in and, and how that works. But um, so I don't know why it didn't work, but I switched them back around to the way they were and everything's worked fine. We've had uh, no problems. Uh, people weren't getting kicked off. Uh, so it was, it was kind of odd. And so it's just something I just thought, okay, I'll just let it be. And now, just leave the first one as the guest. And if you don't need the guest, just turn that off and then just start with your second SSAD as your private one. Um, I don't know why it did that. It shouldn't, but it must be something in the back in the configuration that they want the first one to always be the guest one. And that one is where you're going to apply your captive portable and your bandwidth monitoring and or limiting and you know all that kind of stuff. So 
that took about six hours to get that up and running because I had the watch guard um, all set up here at my house and ready to go. And then once there, I uh, hung up a rack, put all the parts in, the POE injector, got it all up and running um, on ladders, fell off a ladder once. That was, oh that was fun. Uh, I didn't fall too far, but enough to enough to I missed all the equipment, which was down on the ground still. So that was good. I just kind of crushed some boxes. Did you fall on your feet or your hands or? Uh, I kind of fell on my butt, oh my but gosh. it was a concrete floor. So uh, I, I right in front of all the electricians. So I, I quickly hopped up and I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, I hope no one saw me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what happened is I hooked my foot going up the ladder, like on the second or third rung. I just and so I didn't fall far. I only fell about four feet, but enough to make myself look foolish. Uh, but we got everything up and running and uh, they're they're happy and so now we're just waiting for business to open there we're still you know they're they're still finishing up all the all the other stuff but at least now while they're working the uh, owners and the um, uh, contractors have have internet access for spotify and pandora or whatever so that's that's exciting and i and i had uh matt rainey uh from podnuts pro that I, that i help out with and uh you know he's long time long time friend of the podnuts network i had him jump in with me remotely um, couple last week and take a look at the at my setup just to make sure and he said nope everything looked because good because he knows his stuff yes he, he does. and he knows his watch guard so had him jump in and um he found a couple problems that i had i had kind of cre- i didn't create i just didn't help with um so uh that should that should be helpful uh, and but everything looked good i was i was super impressed with it and and loving my watch guard products i just so. hope any of his, any of his answers were nothing more than a yes or a no that's right yeah you'd have to charge me for those things so (laughs) but yeah so did the watch guard deployment and was excited about that because that was a that was a big uh uh not it's not a big one for me we didn't have to do any vlans or anything like that but uh but i I enjoyed it it was a lot of fun going in there with a whole bunch of gear and building it out and putting up on the wall and, and doing everything so that was that was a lot of fun you're the man yeah uh over so uh, in Portland, I've I've talked about this before. When it starts to snow, it people go crazy and freak out. And so, two days before uh, Christmas break, the the it's it started to snow. <laughs> so, and at this time, I'm waiting on a. I have 14 new laptops uh, at a school. My my task is to get them all set up for deployment after the spring break. So I have two weeks to do this. 14 laptops. Um, I had I had partially one imaged already. I'm just waiting on. Um, media office media. So two days before spring break, the it snows and they shut down. They they cancel school Thursday and they cancel school Friday. Well, I'm waiting on a part that's supposed to be delivered on Friday. So they put a note on the door at the school saying, you know, deliver it to the church if it doesn't show up. Doesn't show up. Doesn't show up. Doesn't show up. So Wednesday, I call OETC. This is the way I'm buying this through, and they said, well, it's on it's on UPS and it's, it has a they're holding it because they know the school's not open, so we're not gonna deliver it until school opens up. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a, that's a problem. So, uh, and so now this is Wednesday of the first week. So I call up the, the manufacturer, not Microsoft through this, and I said, you know, can I get another disc? I just, I have the media, I've got, the, I mean, I've got the key because it comes in the email when I purchased it because it's a volume license. I just need the media, right? I need a CD. And they said, well, we can't, um, it's, it's already going to cost us, it's, we're already shipping it to you for $7 and it would cost us 14 to ship it to you again. I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll just, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like, well, that stinks. I'll just push everything back, um, for the deployment. And, uh, about an hour later, I get an email and he goes, never mind. I'll just put it in the mail. <laughs> he felt sorry for me. I'm like, awesome. So he puts it in the mail, right? So it gets here on Friday 
afternoon. The problem is, is Saturday morning, I'm leaving for Christmas stuff. So I get home uh, Wednesday morning at 3.30 in the morning and I go straight to, you know, I work I work here at home, but then I head to the head to the school with my media and get all the 14 computers imaged and deployed and or, or at least imaged. They're in stacks because I have to deploy them still from teachers. But uh, and then, yes, then uh, last week I showed up at the school and they said, I, I think you've been waiting for this. I said, well, not really, because I, I already have another copy. So I have two I have two office uh, media uh, office media, which it's it's fine. I probably should. I'll just ask if they want me to send one back to them. But, uh, you know, 14 computers to deploy. That's, you know, and then they took away my lab because at one time I used to have lots of tables and uh, it, I don't have that anymore. So I had to kind of do a shuffle. Uh, I had to do like five at a time. Uh, and then while, you know, five were working, I had to rename and reboot and join to the domain and add antivirus and office. And, uh, it was good. I got them all done. It took me, it took me pretty much uh, a day. So a good 10 hours to do them all, but it was nice to be, it was nice to have all those done and ready to go by the time the teacher showed back up. Now, can't you download this and s instead nope. of, you can't? Uh, no, it's a volume license key. So they don't so go for a specific amount. Well, no, it's not because your key is good. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So here's the here's the the one of the problems you run into with the state of, of Oregon is that we have what's called the Oregon Education Technology Consortium. They handle all the keys in the media for when you buy volume licensing for through through education. Mm -hmm. Okay. The thing is, is they just at least this is they may have changed it, but this is what happened in the past is that we were had Windows Seven licenses. And what would happen is we would have media and a key. And but then we would just burn the media to the server or, you know, make disks or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we were we were imaging, we were imaging all like a lab, um, 50 computers, and we rolled out an image and then we went to go activate them. And it said not available for activation anymore. And that was weird. So we called up OETC and they said, oh, yeah, we just ran out of we just ran out of uh, availability on that key because Microsoft gives them X amount of, of licenses. You know, here's a key. It's worth this many licenses. Mm -hmm. And then OETC just divvies that out throughout the state, whether it's here in Portland or in Hillsborough or, you know, Medford or Klamath Falls or Ashland or Bend or, you know, they just divvy them out in education. So they just said, oh, we don't know how many it is. So here's another key. So they just mm -hmm. handed me another key and that key worked. Oh, okay. So I, I, you know, they may, I hope they fixed that because it was really just, oh, we don't know how many we don't, you know, oh, you need more. Here's another key. Hope this works. If this key doesn't work, call us back. We'll give you another key. Well, that's, that's, Granted, I realize that who's keeping track, <laughs> right? That's the thing. I, I don't think they're liable to keep track. I think we're liable to keep track because if Microsoft ever comes to the school and says, we're auditing you, how many office 2016, you know, CD, you know, how much, how many, you know, how many deployments do you have? And we say 16 and they, we run a scan and we come up with 25. We're going to get dinged for that difference. Right. So we have a, the, the, we have got the piece of paper that says I bought 16 and, uh, and we have 16 deployed. Unless you work for a company that has 15,000 employees like me. Right. And <laughs> yeah. And we're so small on that. So, but yeah. So I got, you know, that was, that was over the, over the, over the break was getting, getting those deployed. And, and we're, you know, I've got teachers who, who have laptops and we're going to be swapping them out and a couple of them want to keep them. I'm like, you can't keep your old laptop, but I want, you know, I want three. I'm like, you can't have three. Because <laughs> most teachers have one laptop for them, one laptop up at the front that handles the video projector or the, um, you know, document camera stuff like that for the students, and then I have a couple of teachers who have one that they take home. I'm like, well, you can't. No, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to talk to the boss because I can't let you have three. 
And then the 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 answer I got back was, but but rules are made to be broken. Like, <laughs> then he, he still <laughs> you have to talk to the boss. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know I it just you know little things like that. So so one of the issues that we had just as the show was starting was um, I use I used to use a program from File Hippo, and it was a remember File Hippo had an updater at long one time ago. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it worked out well. And then lately. You know, within the last year or so, I've been using Patch My PC. Well, Patch My PC works great. You can install um, a lot of stuff. So what I usually do for my system builds is I will use, um, you know, Windows Update, Ninite to install a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. And then I follow it up with Patch My PC to fill in the gaps like um, uh, CCleaner, Adobe Acrobat Reader, little things like that, that Ninite has dropped, but yet Patch My PC has. So I, I you know, I've been using CCleaner for, for years ran on my Windows 10 machine, have patched my PC using CCleaner, done. I ran patch my PC just before the show started, and it said, it, 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 it saw that CCleaner needed an update, but yet it tried to update it and gave me an error saying, this version is no longer available for Windows 10. Just, and I, you told me that, I said, I don't know nothing about it. I just ran mine and it said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so if you run into that issue, because I quickly did some Googling and in CCleaner, it does mention that you have, you know, that it can be available for Windows 10. Oh, maybe I'm... Well, it's been working up to this point. I used it the other day. It's, it must be a new thing because it worked the other day. But I haven't right. been on this PC. I only come down here when we're doing shows. And I probably haven't been here or ran it in probably several weeks on here. But right. I just updated, and it's fine. Yep. It worked. Well, if you go to CCleaner and just go to their download, so it's actually paraform.com slash CCleaner slash download, it actually says, if you're having compatibility problems with Windows 10, please download the latest, the latest version. So... If you have an old version of CCleaner and you're trying to run something like Patch My PC and you get an error, go to the CCleaner itself and grab the download manually and then just manually install it. I like to go to the builds page and get the slim one because you're not installing, what yeah. is it? I don't know what, how many other toolbars they're, they're going. But, uh, that's, that's what I like, um, to, to grab is, I mean, that's what I like is a slim one because I'm not having to do that. So. Any issues with CCleaner and Windows 10, go grab yourself a new copy of it. Now, I'm not sure. I'll have to see what happens if Patch My PC now will continue on. Like I had to, you know, you have to manually install one. But um, I've had that issue and I just kind of didn't really do much. I mean, it. I'm sure it's all caused by some conflict with a Windows update, probably caused it. Yeah, there's probably a file or something somewhere. So, but you know, you had a chance to work on some computers. Yeah, I had, you know, I don't, I don't, don't. I only work on stuff for close friends and family. Um, I don't have the patience like you. And I barely have it for well. family members and friends. Anyway, my sister's computer, uh, my brother was in town. He, they had a bunch of pictures on a thumb drive. They put it on there and it just didn't, it didn't work right since. I said, sorry, bring it over and drop by. You can take mine, take my old Toshiba. And, uh, so I worked on it and, um, so I, you know, I use Crystal Disk and, and uh, C tools, and it was failing. And uh, I got some spare hard drives lying around here. But this had Windows 8.1. Well, you know they have the Windows Media Creation tool, you know, for Windows 10. Well, they have it for 8 too. So let me get that. That's the same version. And you would think if you're using that Media Creation tool, it would have all the updates in it because it worked. You know, I got downloaded it created it in a USB thumb uh, boot up drive and install 
and everything was, you know, it, it was activated. But there was like, oh, I, you, I, I assume you worked on some of those Windows Seven PCs where they had trouble with the updates. You have to go through all this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this this wasn't getting any updates, so I did find one. Luckily, it was just one patch, and it started working. But there was like, right off the bat, it was over a gigabyte of updates. And then you know, I spent two days. I got a fast connection, but it, but this was an AMD Core, uh, a Core Two, uh, not a Core Two, uh, a dual core. So not very fast. I mean, it downloaded fast, but it just took forever to install. That just gets me. You would think they would have an update image that you're downloading with the most recent updates, but it didn't. I had to get a ton of updates. Well, I'm curious. I know that they're supposed to be moving forward with that. I think it's going to take some time. I'm. I would like it to be sooner than later as well. What do you mean I know, by moving forward? Well, they're supposed to be doing where you have, you know, you can go get the one patch, right? And then that patch is retroactive to all the other patches. So you don't have to download a patch and then turn around and install or download an update and then turn around and wait and get more updates. Well, yeah, I know this is, this is ridiculous. In, in my opinion, it, it, like in Windows 7, you never have problems with the updates. Then about a year or so ago, you know, I mean, you have to, get all these patches make sure you're offline to install it either you know disable you know a couple different ways is and and you know i know that mike smith's talked a lot about the way you should do it and it's right like many many steps and I, I i will try it and i'll get three of them I'll, I'll do three different steps and then it works and then i'll do four steps and then it works or not work and then doesn't work and then it does work and i i still haven't to this day i still have no idea now the, the, the information's out there on what you want to, you don't want to be online where you're running these patches. You have to be on offline, either unplug your, uh, you, you can disable a couple different ways through, uh, right. uh, through the command line or disable your, your card, your, your network card. I, I've been doing that and, um, and it usually works because it won't install when it's trying to get updates. Even if you have the patch, it's not going to install. Right. Um, you have to be offline. And, um, cause I went through that and I finally got, it was just on one machine because a buddy of mine, I, he had an old, it's probably at that seven years old, maybe older than that. Now we put, he had, he had come with uh, his HP laptop. It had come with Vista and I put about three years ago, I put Windows 7 on there and it was working fine. Then a year, about a year, about a year ago this time or something, he was having all tr kinds of trouble with the updates. So I went through all that and yeah, and, and, but you, there's, there was more than one patch for Windows 7. It might've been three or four at least. Um, that I get to get that to work right, but now he has no problem since. So, but I think my, my what I'm trying to get at, getting at, I think Microsoft is doing this on purpose because they want everybody on Windows 10. <laughs> I, I mean, how can all of a sudden you, you never had this problem before? Not like this, right? And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't mean. I think you went down the way, and I brought you over to some other point about your computer. You were working on your your Windows 8. Yeah, yeah, my sister. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting. Uh, well, anyway, I, I I pulled you off track. Sorry. Well, I mean, I just I I was saying I downloaded it and you know I did a, a clean install with Windows. And I had to download the creation tool, so everything worked out fine, except for like when my sister she she brought her laptop over and I brought her mine because I didn't know how long it was going to be. Here, just use this, <clears throat> and um, and so I was done in two days, and and they were coming up, and uh, we were all going out to dinner. But she brings up her, because, you know, one advantage of, you know, it's a Toshiba doesn't have any of the, the Toshiba crapware stuff on it, because I did it. I downloaded the media creation. So this is nice and clean. Anyway, but she brought her Quicken that she wants installed, right? 
you know, I can install just because you can install things. Same with you. That doesn't mean you know how to use all these different softwares that that's out there. Anyway, I so I go to install it, and it's coming up with an error. You need NetFrame 2.0. I had to, and she's there sitting under my shoulder. I said, Sandra, do me a favor, go in the other room. She's asking me all these questions. Just let me. So what it is? Um, you have it. It's just disabled. You have to go in there and enable it. Then once I did that, it installed and. That worked out fine. Yeah. So I got my laptop back and she got hers back. Very, very nice. But mine was like seven years old that I gave her my, I put a solid state drive in there. Of course, mine's an i3 and hers is, a, like I said, some Bill Core AMD. Oh, oh, she yeah. goes, oh my gosh, yours is so fast. Well, I told you when you got yours, I said $50 more, you could have got an i3. She wouldn't do it. And that was three years ago, maybe. Yeah, those AMDs, I just don't. No. Well, not, I was. In a, in a, I thought about laptop. doing one of those higher M ones. Um, I still don't know because I, I, we bought the school has a couple higher end AMDs, and they're just you can just tell they just are sluggish. They feel like they're running with a parachute. Yeah, well, they are coming out with a new one. I forgot what it's called. Uh, AMD. Well, I, I suppose if you have enough money, you could buy anything. But, <laughs> but well, speaking of Windows ten, though. Um, this was on Windows. This isn't a, I, I normally don't listen to this podcast. Um, it's just because I just don't, but Windows Weekly on the Twit Network with Mary Jo Foley and Paul Thorat, they had, um, the chief marketing officer of Microsoft, um, Chris Caposella. And he mentions, um, just flat out pretty much says that he, um, admits that during Microsoft's push for making that windows 10 where you had the upgrade now button or the red x in the top corner and for years right red x means close that they actually they admit fault by saying that we shouldn't have done that where they pushed the red x and it actually started installing windows 10 um so yeah so this is this is what he said quote unquote we know that we want we know we want people we know sorry who we know we want people to be running windows 10 from a security perspective etc but finding the right balance where you're not stepping over the line of being too aggressive is something we tried um tried for and a lot of the year i think we got it right but there was this one particular moment in particular where you know the red x in, in the the red x in the dialog box which typically means you know cancel didn't mean cancel and within a couple hours of that hitting the world with us listening with the listening systems we have, we knew that we had gone too far. And then, of course, it takes some time to roll out an update that changed that behavior. And those two weeks were pretty painful and clearly a low light for us, end quote. So, uh, yeah, that I guess you have. I, I guess you got a lot, a lot of a lot of this. Oh, my my computer updated to Windows 10 all by itself. Yeah. Yeah. As I came home, my stepdaughter was living with with us. Uh, with us at the time and my both my wife and my stuff my computer my computer got windows 10 i didn't do nothing they got it all by herself and and i took it off of my wife put eight back on but since i said look just try because you got till the end of the month you know keep it right. on or whatever and this says she has it on there now and my daughter yeah. she's she's pretty adventurous she can adapt to anything so she didn't complain too much and she's got it on it that thing's got to be eight an eight-year-old laptop eight or nine-year-old laptop and it's working fine nice Nice. Now I'm just running it on my test network for for me. My wife is running seven still because we, I, you, because she has. I mean, for her, she has to have the same the right Java because she has to do um, to get into work and and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, um, in the medical field, they don't move they don't move very fast, and that's fine. I think that there are some fields that you need to to not move too fast for the sake of uh, 
convenience versus security. And I think in a medical field where you are 100% electronic medical records, um, then please slow down, <laughs> use stuff that is uh, tried, tested, and true, uh, and please don't jump on the the bandwagon of new equipment just for the sake of shiny and new, especially when my medical records and my health history is on a computer somewhere. <laughs> and that's my little soapbox for the day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, so this is, I'm reading that from a Forbes article and this gentleman, um, Gordon Kelly actually goes through and he goes, okay, yes, they're right by that one instance, but let's look at some other things as well. And he lists like, uh, what is this? One, two, three, three, two, three two or three other items where he just says, you know, yeah, the Red X was a fault, um, but that's not the only problem. Uh, and it started long before that. So you guys can take a look at that. It's in the show notes. Um, they also showed in the show notes will also be the, uh, it's a, it's the YouTube for from Windows Weekly. But I know that if you are on any podcaster uh, or any, sorry, have any podcast application, the Twit Network from uh, Leo Laporte, it's the Windows Weekly dated December 21st. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a couple of shows behind. I, I do usually listen to that. I do yeah, like so that. episode 497. I didn't mean to spoil it for you there, Mitch. No, no, you didn't. I, I want to get it. I want to get it. I was just off. I mean, I just went back to work last week, and so I need to get caught up on my podcast. Yeah. So speaking, man, all these updates. So I had a, I was I was working at a doctor's office. So. <laughs> this one was, this one was, um, I got a call saying the heart, the computer had fallen. Now in this veterinary clinic, they leave, they give the, everything's up off the ground. So they have these, tr they have the hanging, um, hanging trays so that everything's bolted in the top and the computer sits in and, and it clamshells around it and stuff. Apparently this one had fallen off out and just, just stopped working. It's actually sitting over here. It just, just stopped working. So they, they got a new one. I went in there you know, pulled the old one out, put the new one in, uh, came back home. Uh, it's, it, it's either the motherboard, or the hard drive, but it's a Dell Optiplex. I mean, um, did it fall on the floor or something? Or? Yeah, it oh, fell on the floor. Oh, and if yeah. it fell, it probably fell at least two feet while it was on. So hard drive is fine. Was able to pull all data off the hard drive, put the data back on the other machine. So hard drive is fine. It just, you push the power and it blinks and that's it. Or if you, you can hold, you know, you can hold the reset button in the back on the Dell. It spins up. It does, but it doesn't do anything. So um, it's either motherboard or uh, power supply. And I, since I don't have, well, I don't have any spares. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, and it's a small form factor. So it's not like I can go buy one. And so they're pretty much going to just write it off. They're not going to worry about buying, you know, they don't want to buy parts just to test with it. So then we can right, figure exactly. out what it is, you know. So, um, but what happened in all of that, I don't remember where I was going with all that. Oh, yes. While I was there, um, one of the doctors had come by me, came by me and said, you know, um, I, I did it, my Mac updated and I need to set up the VPN again. Not a problem. So what happens is the application they're using at this clinic doesn't work well over the VPN. So they VPN into the clinic and then they use RDP to their individual workstation and then they run their application on their workstation through the, you know, connected via VPN. Well, um, the VPN was set up years ago and we just haven't had time to switch it over. So they're still running PPTP, um, the, the, an older VPN uh, encryption algorithm, right? Or it's just an encryption algorithm. Well, earlier on, um, I had brought this up to uh, Marvin and Matt on uh, Podnuts Pro. My client, I had another client who went to his, his father's cabin in the middle of nowhere. This is that 640 acre cattle ranch, middle of nowhere. 
there's no reason to encrypt the wireless out there, have a password on it, because they're literally in the middle of nowhere. And when the gentleman shows up, him and his wife, who are elderly, they show up and they want to use their tablets and their laptops. I just want them to get online because I don't I don't, I can't drive six and a half hours into the wilderness. I mean, they are up high. They probably have feet of snow right now. Um, I can't drive there to go fix their stuff. Um, so iOS 10 on their on the iPhone blocked him. Um, now, we're just trying to figure out if it blocked him or just warned him. But he called me up saying, I can't get on to the wireless with my iPhone because iOS 10 is not allowing me. It says this is an unsecured network and we're not going to allow that. Big issue with me because all of the coffee houses like Starbucks have open wireless, but it's encrypted on the back end, right? So that's a problem. I think iOS 10 has kind of fixed that. I'm not sure. I haven't really talked to many people about it, but I think what I've heard is that it's now just actually a warning and you can still bypass it and you can still connect. So problem solved there. I jump on this. Uh, we set up a remote system assistance. I jump on the doctor's new, uh, her Mac. She's upgraded the newest version, the new Mac OS called Sierra. Now, Sierra, well, Mac in general, Apple has decided to just like iOS 10 to pull security features and warn you or not allow you to do things that they feel are insecure. I understand. I mean, I, I see their best intention. In Sierra, you can no longer use PPTP for VPN. <laughs> so she's now unable to VPN into work to continue working because she upgraded her operating system. <laughs> uh, so, and I know before people email and text in and write saying that PPTP is old and it's insecure, I realize that we just have not moved them over to something like IPsec. So we're, we're working on it. It's in the process, but we had to get her fixed right away. There were two programs out there um, for that, and I can't... One of them was one of them was a, a free VPN service or a VPN service that you would pay for the VPN service, but their app was free, and you would just open up their app, change the URL, you know, and put in your own IP address, and it would just work. It it didn't it didn't work. Um, uh, like let's I'm just looking it up, and it didn't work. So we ended up having to, uh, so we ended up having to. Oh, it was called no. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't remember what the name was, but anyways, we ended up having to use a program called. Shimo or Shimu, it's S-H-I-M-O. This is a paid for product. You get a 30-day trial and it's $50 after that one time. But this will allow you through a third-party app to use PPTP VPN on Mac OS Sierra. So we got her up and running. She was good to go when I left her. She needed to make the decision whether or not after 30 days that she was going to pay for it or not. I'm assuming she will because it's part of her job, but we'll see what happens. So if you have any um, Macs that need VPN and they have upgraded the Sierra, check out S-H-I-M-O. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's the that's the VPN. Seems uh, like I heard somebody client. mention that before. Well, maybe Podnuts? I don't, I don't know. It sounds familiar. Oh, yeah? I, I mean, it looks I like it's be been... I mean, it's probably been around for a while. I just I just needed it for for this VPN for this product or for this for this client and... It was it was one of those things where we we kind of I said you know I don't I don't know if we can do this I don't they've they've stripped they've actually stripped it out of that I tried IPsec it didn't work so um, then we came across this and it 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 worked so yeah it is it is what it is um, had a client call me and she said my email's been hacked <laughs> and I said okay now this client has called me before in the past and said, my email's been hacked. People have gotten on my computer and stolen my stuff. And I've had to say, okay, what, what, you know, I, I, I don't think so, but let's, let's talk about it. 
So what what's going on? Well, they're using my credit card in other places. Okay, have you where where was the last place you used that credit card? Well, this this site um, it was kind of like some Oriental Trading Company. Uh, that's the name you know name of that. It, they have they sell knickknacks and small things, and but it really it it, it didn't seem like it. And I kind of had a bad feeling about this site, but I went ahead and bought stuff from them. I said okay. So I don't really think you were hacked as much as you gave your credit card away and they they either sold it or are using it illegally. Um, so overseas and there's not much you can do. Cancel the credit card. She said, okay. So then I received uh, a, another call from her not too long ago saying, my email has been hacked. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this again. What's going on? Um, so what happens is she said, I got, I got an email and it had an attachment in it. I said, okay. And she says, so I opened up the attachment and it was a link. And I said, okay. She says, but when I clicked on the link, it wanted me to log in. And I said, did you use your, and she has a Gmail account. I said, did you use your Gmail username and password to log in? She says, yeah, because I couldn't see the attachment unless I logged in. I said, well, that's a phishing attack. And unfortunately you weren't hacked. You just were caught up in this and you gave them your username and password. And now they're sending out emails on behalf of you because you gave them your username and password. She says, well, what do I do? And I'm like, okay, you need to change your password. If you haven't, you know, change your password there. If you have any other places you've used that password, change it, you know, the normal, change it everywhere type thing. So during the day that I was hanging up the WatchGuard router, um, in the network, I got a call from a lawyer's office and they said, Ryan, one of their attorneys, his email has been hacked. And I said, okay. And, uh, she says, so what happens is she says, I've got an email from him. When I open it up, it's an attachment with a link and I, I don't know what to do. I said, not a problem. We'll send me the attachment. So she sent me the attachment cause I'm on Linux and I thought, let me, and I, you know, I can hover over the link and I can look at the link and I can, you know, um, unbeknownst to me that he also had sent it to me. So he mass mailed everybody in his address book or not he, I'm air quoting, he mass mailed everybody in his address book with this attachment. Um, luckily people were smart enough and they did catch it in time. So she sends it to me. I open up the link, the PDF. Sure enough. And all it is, is it just, it's an open, it's, it actually says Adobe Acrobat PDF with the Adobe logo and a URL link that you click on in the PDF. So it's an, it's a legitimate PDF with a link in, in, in the PDF. Right click on the link, look at the, the URL, put the URL in my address bar. So I'm going to look at it, right? And it's something, something, something dot IR and then some other stuff. And I said, well, so I clicked on it just to see what would happen. And it prompts me for my Gmail credentials. I'm like, okay. So what's happening is, this is, you know, it's a phishing attack. It's it, it's it's collecting information from other people and it sends it out to everyone in his address book. And so you need to tell him that he won. He needs to change his password everywhere he's used it. Um, two, he needs to email everybody back out saying, don't open that email. And if they have opened the email and used the login and, you know, done this, they need to change their password. So we went around and we went through all of that. Um, and then he emailed me later that day and I responded back to him, but he didn't see it. So then he emailed me the, later on and and said you know what what caused this and how can i how can i prevent it i said did you ever open up an email with your username and past you know would you ever open up basically the same thing and he says he doesn't remember it i said did your wife by any chance because they share kind of a computer and he says he didn't know so that's kind of where it sat was you know uh, just you know i know that we tell our customers this and i know that we think about it a lot but just you know it's the new year uh, you know, years ago, you know, four years ago, this time it was the crypto prevent. Um, it, just remind your clients and remind your customers that, you know, if the email is weird, don't open it. If it's too good to be true, don't open it. If it looks fishy, 
don't open it, even if it's from somebody that you trust and recommend and do business with, you know, you can always delete it. They can always resend it because doing that, that little bit of time there is going to, is going to save you a lot of time. If your computer gets infected and you have to reload from backups or you have to reload from, you know, what, whatever, or you lose data. Um, so just remember those things. It's kind of, like I said, first of the year, it's time that we, we talk, want to talk about security and, and kind of the common sense stuff that we, we, we kind of gloss over a lot of, I mean, I, me, myself included, it's kind of like changing your fire, you know, your, uh, smoke detectors, you know, kind of forget about doing that all the time. Kind of remind, remind it to do that every uh, six months. So I see you looked up there, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm probably due for that. Uh, like we changed the vents in our, in our heaters, you know, in our intake, you know, mm-hmm. we were supposed to do this every three months. Yeah. It hasn't been three months. They were, whew, they needed changed. <laughs> <laughs> My wife does all that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so that can that was one of the calls that I got over the, and, and he was, he was genuinely bummed out about it because he's a, you know, he's a lawyer and, and I, I, I completely understand and I feel his pain that, that he sent out all of this because, you know, it, it's a reputation thing and, and it really, really stinks. And, but he said, what can I do? And there's, there, there's not somebody was in his email and we went, you know, I looked at the headers. This actually came from his email. It was in his sent items. So. All I can think about is that he was, he originally was take, you know, was, was, um, compromised through a phishing mm-hmm. and then use that same password or somehow that same password. I said, do you have a Yahoo account? Thinking maybe it's the Yahoo breach. Um, couldn't really find anything, but all I can think of is that at some point, somehow somebody got into his computer or into his email. Now, instantly, the first thing somebody wants to do is label the word hacking to it. Um, that implies for us brute force somebody sitting out there you know just hammering and hammering and hammering and getting at this password and, and most of the hacks are not like it's most of them they're getting their passwords through right. you or somebody else or exactly it's those phishing attempts because why work at it if i can you know why work at i mean now there's the movies and there's the things you know there's that but there's you know why work at one person so so hard when you can shoot it out to ten thousand people and hopefully you get one percent of them actually give you their username and password done now you you know why work at it you know i'm in a business that i own and i like to work smarter not harder i think it goes for criminals just as well just as much so you know i use email i'm email gmail i just i'm satisfied with it you know i'm not a anyway um i think they're pretty good on spam and um because someday i might get weeks without getting any but i'll get a couple here and there but they all they catch it but i'll go in there i'll look look at the headers to see where they come from and most of them are coming from like lately anyway japan yeah i don't know what the domain ir is for though so i'll, I'll get the ip address and look, put it on my i you know ip lookup oh it's iran oh there you go so yeah, and it does. If you do Google, I did. I did Google, you know, Gmail and phishing, and they have a prevent and report phishing attacks and how phishing works. and And it says information phishing sites may ask you for usernames, passwords, social security numbers, bank account numbers, pins, credit cards, mother's maiden names, your birthdays, and then what to do. It says if you have any of those emails, here's how to report them to Google. Um, so, uh, just something, something, something to think about and to remind our customers. And this may be one of those, you know, uh, you know, I know. We we have you know Liam has been sending out newsletters and from Liam Tech. I don't really do newsletters as much, um, but if you do have a newsletter or a you know a a blog or some way that you can reach your customers or just when you're on site, just mention, hey, here's some things that I've noticed. Um, just a friendly reminder: don't open up things that look too weird because there's a chance 
that you know that you can affect it. I had a client. I don't must have. I, I mentioned it on the show, but I had a client in Vancouver. She was walking up. I walking out. It was something about the inventory or end of the month. She's like, I don't know. So she clicked on this PDF and she got encrypted with the Tor virus, the Thor, T-H-O-R, um, and lost all of her data. We had a decent backup and she was able to recover everything. But, you know, she said, I, it looked too weird. I don't know. So I just clicked on it and opened it and left. I'm like, well, <laughs> she says, I, I, I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it anyways. And I said, well, okay. You know, and we lost all of her data. There was no way to get it back because at that time it was very new and there, was, there wasn't any recovery. So, mm. But it's been a, I mean, you know, and other than that, for for my work, it's been, you know, little this, little that, you know, um, you know, trying to recover some data from a hard drive that that they weren't able to get, um, uh, you know, just normal. My mouse isn't working. You know, I went around to a couple of my clients who had the Netgear 8000 routers um, and updated the firmware on those. So I, I had downloaded the firmware and took it on with me on my laptop because then you can upload it to the thing. And by that time, by the time, like within the next day when I was on site at these companies, I could go in it. They already had the patch pushed out for the, um, and this was the, this was causing a, this was a compromise in the web interface that you could redirect traffic or something along those lines for, for Netgear. So um, yeah, I had another, I had a router go down in California, walked, walked a lady through it. So I'm not a big fan of Netgear because they keep, um, for home routers because they keep rebooting every time you need know, to make any changes. So she went to, and all they had was Walmart. So it was between Linksys and Belkin. Uh, and they, the Linksys ones were way overpriced. So she had to go to Belkin and that one did the same thing. Actually, I worked with her. This was supposed to be, this was supposed to be a simple, simple project. And actually this is what happened. This is why I was not able to on last week's Podnuts Pro. Uh, simple project, right? Pull the D-Link out. She has she has open mesh. So cable modem, it's in and out. There's no ports on it. It's straight in and out. Take the D-Link out. Put the put the Belkin in. We're going to shut down wireless on the Belkin because she has the open mesh. This is going to be a simple job, right? We do everything. We set everything up. Unless you get into the Belkin, which, of course, I can't do remotely. So I'm having to walk her through this. After, after all of this time of trying and unplugging and making sure and some things aren't working and some things like the wireless came up, but she, her computer, no internet, nothing. Until you get into the Belkin and you start going through the setup, then it releases to allow internet traffic. And then I was able to get on our computer and get into the Belkin and then configure it, shut down the wireless. And I thought that is ridiculous. And I, so then you make a change and the Belkin has to reboot. I'm like, oh, okay. So I have, I'm making a list of, of routers and, and <laughs> hardware manufacturers that I don't like anymore because it just takes too long. I have this, and it's almost two years now. You remember I got that Asus? The um, RT, whatever it's the nineteen hundred. I don't, I don't think it's ever shut down. I think it's been on ever since. Never. Wow. I mean, because I, I have hooked up to a battery backup. I mean, I've lost power, but that thing stays on. Um, right. And it's a consumer product, and it's better. I, I have all consumer stuff, but I had, I had enterprise stuff before, and this is, well, that some of it worked good, but it was, it was just older. But this thing works good. I'm, I'm not gonna void. Yeah, battery backups. Mm. Want to hear my battery backup story? Well, I mean, it's it battery's dead now. I mean, it still works because you know, right. I have it plugged up, but well, actually, it did work. It did when we hit we, um, because I only have the uh, like the, the routers and the modem hooked up to it, and so it's, it right. still works there, right? Well, I have a client who their server, their server was um, when they live on the coast and uh, back in my hometown, and during the power outages, one one server would stay up, but the primary DHCP DNS server would always drop down. So they people would get into work, couldn't get online. Um, 
So I said, well, let me already let's let let's order you a battery backup, a nice AP, you know, uh, APC UPS. I'll, I'll ship it here, so we don't have to pay for ship for taxes in California. And I'm driving down there anyways for Christmas. I will bring it with me. Okay, so I drive down there for Christmas, do the Christmas thing. The next day, I go to their site. I unplug everything, plug this one in, take the battery out. Right, you know, you take the battery out, you flip it over, and you put it back down, plug it in. It gives me an error. I'm like, well, that's weird. Unplug it, turn it off, unplug it, pull the battery, put the battery back in. Oh, still an error. I know why. You didn't plug I, it up. Huh? Oh, I, well, the one I the one. The brand I have, you you have to actually plug. There's you know the the battery inside of it. You have to plug it into the unit. No, no, I, no, oh, I thought this was something different. Okay. Well, no, th- that, this one is like that, but the, there's prongs that stick up. Right. And so, and so what happens is you flip the battery over, mm-hmm. and you just drop it in, and it it it, atta- it, okay, it okay. connect. Right. So the other side has just holes where the prongs don't do anything, mm-hmm. and that's how they ship it until you flip the you okay. actually flip the battery over. Um. So I hook it up to the server and. I run the self-test thinking I've never had to do this before with this because I've deployed these 15, the Belkin or the um, uh, APC 1500s. Mm-hmm. Um, I've deployed those before, many of them. Hook it up, run the self-test, it fails. Okay, shut everything down, pull the battery again, flip it over, do it. I, I swear by now I've got a bad battery and I'm going to have to get something new. Now, this is a small coastal town. I went to the one store that could potentially have battery backups and they did. Their interface to all of the battery, because there's monitoring software, <coughs> their interface was all serial. That's all they had were battery backups that attached via serial port. <laughs> wow. I'm like, uh, no. So I ended up having to drive uh, like three hours and 15 minutes round trip to another state, <laughs> to another city, so I could get a new battery backup for this customer. That's what I have APC. Yeah. So I got them up and running, but... Um, so I called up, I, so quickly, so I'm thinking, well, while I'm down here, Amazon's going to pay for shipping. I might as well slap a label on it, take it to the UPS store, done, right? I check on it, items not available for return. Like, uh, so I, I bring it home and it's just, I'll just deal with it when I get here. So I, you know, not only do I carry a battery back, I carry a battery down there, I carry the battery back with me in a big box. I uh, get home, call up uh, Amazon and they said, nope, not available for return. I'm like, uh, it's broken. What am I going to do? And they said, well, no, that's, we just, we just can't take it back. We're going to credit you your money back. You can do whatever you want with it. So I, I got my money back and now I have a battery pack that has a bad battery in it. So I think what I'm going to do is go down to like batteries plus Mm -hmm. and uh, get a new battery for it and see if that works. It should. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the battery or if it's the part, but uh, maybe I'll just take it with me to batteries plus. There you (laughs) go. And then, you know, I don't have to go drive back and forth. I can see if they've got a matching battery for it. So. Uh, yeah, just a lot of small things like that over the last couple of weeks. Um, nothing, nothing too major. That one was, you know, asked my son, "Hey, do you want to go on a road trip?" So back up through the canyon into Oregon, back down through the canyon into California. <laughs> you know, three-hour round trip trick, three-hour round trip to go and buy a battery. So or a, a new, a new, a new battery backup. So, but other than that, everything's going really well. We're all doing very good. Excited to, uh, you know, looking forward to the new year. Yeah, it was nice having 11 days off in a row. That was really nice for me. Yeah. So nice I didn't want to go back last week. Well, yeah, you're almost retiring. You got like two days. Well, I'm trying to see if I can do it after my next birthday, but I might try to hang around for another three, three and a half years until I'm 65. I don't know if I can make it. (laughs) Like, I've had it. Well, there were, see, we have a lot of people around the same age, and they came to us. And they're trying to get an idea who's going to retire so they know how to, you know, 
they can start getting more help. And now they're open. Uh, we closed a facility about, I don't know, six years ago, maybe longer ago than that. We had, we had a facility in Haber Grace, Maryland, which is near where Dora lives, actually. And, uh, they still own the building, but they closed it because we didn't, but now they leased it out, but now they're, they're going to use it again because we're expanding. We don't have enough room. And so, so we have guys that transferred from there to here. And they're going like sixty plus miles one way, wow. uh, so they're going to be able to go back. So I just hope it's not a temporary thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of these days, Mitch, well, you'll be the godfather of Podnuts. Um, get you a cape. We'll put you on the front of Podnuts with the opening of your shirt. And- nah, I'm not. I'm too stupid for that. Nah, I can't do that. And right. you put my picture up on there, it's going to the lens is going to break. <laughs> No, I don't, no, we don't need that. Oh, but by the way, you were talking about hacking. Yeah. You're on Facebook. I, uh, well, as much as I, yeah, yes. You ever, I, I get these things from people, um, and I'll fall for it sometimes. Some, uh, I'll get up. Somebody that I'm already friends with, they'll send me a friend invite, right? And and then, then I'll, they'll say, if you get something from me, don't, it's, I was hacked. Mm-hmm. Now, these people, are they hacked or, or are they just making a duplicate account, which, I don't, you don't have to hack anybody to do that. And just, I just can copy off of what I see and, you know, send a request to somebody. That's not hacking though, really, is it? No. I mean, I don't know if they're getting, uh, if there's another, you know, a a phishing within, within Facebook. No, it just asks you to, um, actually, I, it was a friend of mine and I, and I, I follow him, but then I, I, I'm following him twice. So I figured, oh, 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 I I bet you there somebody duplicated or copied there. And sure enough, they sent me. But um, they're not, yeah. I think it, I can look on. I can copy my wife. Just you know, you know, all I need is to copy their picture, and you know, what I'm yeah. saying. So I think it's more of a they're just duplicating, trying to copy. Um, I don't think you're getting anything out of it. Yeah, I mean, there is hacks, right. you know. But yeah. then, well, somebody, I mean, may, I'm I'm not a huge Facebook user. I am on Facebook because there's certain things that I need to do for my daughter's basketball and um. Just keep up to date with everything, but uh, you know, I'm anybody who listens to the show, and we we thank you everybody for for listening. Uh, if you have any you know information about any of the topics that we talk about, email us definitely. Mm-hmm. We we like to hear like to hear about it. So, uh, so what do you think, Mitch? Good show. All right, all right, all right. So if people want to get a hold of us, do you remember how do they do that? It's been no, a, no. I think it's geeksters at podnuts.com. There you go. All right, there's we have a phone number too, but I can't remember what it is. But just email I don't us. either. Geeksters at podnuts.com. Um, you can always get a hold of me, Martin at abandocomputing.com. I've seen some emails come in. Uh, like uh, most of the time, they're just they're spam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we do our, we do have, I know we got people out there listening. So thank you again, everybody who listens to the show. Um, glad to be continuing on with this. We, we have not gone away. Uh, we just seem to be taking extended breaks and such as life and uh we're just we're just going to deal with it and just and just move on from there so <laughs> mitch it's always a pleasure to spend time with you on a tuesday monday whatever day it is it's a pleasure to see you again my same friend. here likewise and so i'm hoping that um coming up here we'll be able to actually shake hands and i'll buy you a beer soon. you come up there um if you come here i'll come there we'll meet halfway how's that um well i haven't been to i haven't been to, to the uh, linux fest since the only time i was there Right. Well, expects. I heard there's a I heard there's a great zoo in Tulsa, so maybe we'll meet in Tulsa. Tulsa, okay. All right. After we'll wait, we'll wait for the snow to, to go away. Florida. Right. Well, there we go. We'll we'll go hang out with Marvin in Florida. 
when we go to Florida, my brother, who was a full-time RVer, so this is the first time he stayed in Florida. So he's there now, uh, and uh, but he came up here for the holidays, and he went back like like a couple of days after the first, whatever it was, and we got that real bad bad weather. It got in a single digits, and he's here. We're back in Florida. It's seventy six degrees. Yep. Ugh. I know. Nobody likes Florida right now. But all right. Well, Mitch, thank you again. It's always a pleasure, like I said. Thank Everybody you. listening, thank you guys for and gals for listening. And uh, you know, like we always say, don't forget to be gruntled. All right, guys, have a great uh beginning of the new year. We'll talk to you next time. 